0: Welcome to the podcast, Cutting for Sign. I'm Ron Cecil, men's life coach and writer, together with my co-host, best friend and artist, Daniel Penner-Klein. Throughout our lives and as friends over the past decade, we've asked, how do we find the clues and puzzle pieces that align us with our higher potential? Join us as we converse with experts, artists, adventurers, mental health professionals, and fellow deep thinkers as we cut for sign and attune our own potential, mental health, and creativity. Bad white man call him the
1: devil. The Yavapai call him eyes like the sky.
0: Everybody, Everybody wants to Pettigrew Sign. Special episode today. Damn.
1: Whoa, we jumped right in, man. You're shooting from the hip. <laughs> i thought we had five more minutes of bullshit and well
0: the time the thing was is you were dangling a little tiny morsel you're like an angler fish with your little your little angle angler
1: fishing angler hat on
0: and it it's because you saw my
1: pillow and you wanted to change the subject really fast
0: oh god yes i did <laughs> um so you're just telling me about you just got your computer back good timing by the way because we almost didn't have this episode because your computer was busted
1: a couple of things, last week's episode with Freya, I I sent her a message afterwards mm-hmm. and I was like, hey, you know, my computer broke the day before I was on my phone for the cutting for sign, like, totally throwing me off. I had like a modern art sculpture of trinkets and things that I was gathering to hold my phone up. It was just, it was such a weird otherworldly. And so I was like, I was a little off, we were trying to rally and she says something like, she goes, She goes, yeah, I was like, maybe that's just the way this guy is (laughs) (laughs) like, if there were sometimes sometimes it's true. (laughs) I'm actually just really good at excuses, though. You know, know, that's just the way this guy is. (laughs) I know, right? That's good. (laughs) Sometimes you say something like that with the hopes kind of a bluff. You're like, hopefully they didn't notice anything. She's like, no, I noticed you were, you were, you were not great. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
0: sincerest apologies to freya <laughs> but, okay so uh, so last week though before that you were like man something's happened to my computer and i'm like what happened you're like i don't want to get into it
1: it's rare that i don't want to talk about something but i've been using that phrase more you know just like i that... don't want
0: to talk about it
1: yeah yeah it comes from, it, the vince vaughn in uh wedding crashers has this great moment <laughs> Where, where it's things are going terribly. The whole movie, they basically are. And fucking, what's his name? Owen Wilson. Wilson's character, Owen Wilson. They're having breakfast, and he's like, "Come on, big guy. Like, come have breakfast with me." And he's like, no, I don't want to. And then finally, and then Owen Wilson talks him into it. Hey, stop! You got you got to stop
0: yeah. touching your computer while you're talking because it's like, oh really? Yeah, it's make all kinds of noise. That. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> um. long story short Owen Wilson goes uh, he agrees Vince Vaughn agrees to have breakfast with Owen Wilson but he goes here's the deal I don't want to talk about last night because it's just going to make me upset. And I I thought about that, and I never used that phrase, but I think I feel that way a lot more than I actually honor in myself, you know? Because mm-hmm. it does. Sometimes talking about something really gets you in a different place to make you upset. That was like the first time I've ever actually, like, respected that boundary in myself. I was like, I don't want to talk about it. I'm just going to get mad.
0: That's an in- It's an interesting dynamic with not t- talking versus not talking because I think right now there's this idea that you got to talk about it. To feel better about something and that's it's the big thing with therapy and it's the big thing with friendships and you know yeah. vulnerability i mean all that is like so valued by the by the part of our society and culture that wants to get better mentally and emotionally and yet, well, that sounds like it sounds like there are certain times where it's like actually i don't need to process this i, I need to like sit on this for a while chew on it mentally
1: And I'd say when you're really in the flow, I think it's like 50, 50, you know, you really got to discern whether or not you need to put the attention on something. And then once you do put the attention on something, how long you need to put the attention on it for before it becomes complaining and and downward spiraling, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think that generally maybe humans, especially men have not talked about things enough, you know, and, Mm -hmm. um, and so that's maybe where that comes from, where we got generally got to talk about everything, but, there certainly comes a time where you're like, "No, I talk about stuff plenty enough, you yeah. know now, what do I want to? But it's hard because it does feel good to complain you
0: know it does there's there's its own <clears throat> kind of addiction cycle to
1: it, yeah, it's subtle too, but yeah, anyways, you like how I avoided the question of my um this, oh, this other one
0: I didn't I didn't forget <laughs> about it. don't yeah. worry about that. I'm not like okay yeah
1: so things are going great there's this feeling of like being in your future that's what we're going to talk about today is crush it list this thing that that i do and that you you've adopted to some extent and and are curious about and it's really changed my life and changed how i do life and one of the things that comes from that is you're i feel like i'm in my future all the time like i just feel like i'm not putting things off and there's a different there's a different vibe to the, the moment. And it's because I've done things that I needed and wanted to get done. And now new, new things are up for me and new ideas. And you're just in your future. It's the wide world of, not, of like, if you had a hundred things that you've been putting off for your life and they were all done, you're gonna be in your future, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was in that place and just like had this full day ahead of me and I was really up for it and I'm doing my dishes and I, my palette is in the fridge, uh, my palette, there's this little palette that I use for painting. And if you, if you put this, it has a top on it. And if you put it in the fridge, your paint will last for months. Acrylic paint will last huh. for months. It's awesome. It's a game changer, huge, uh, I hugely recommend for any painters out there who waste a lot of paint. So sometimes my palettes in the fridge, so I was kind of like doing dishes and moving stuff around in my kitchen. And I noticed my pallet was not in, in, in the fridge and I turned around because I wanted to get it on my desk. And I just turned around and, and Frisbeed it to my desk, right? And my computer was open and I missed. And the corner, the perfect shot, the corner of the pallet flying slow motion toward my computer and it. the corner of it hits perfectly on the top of the camera um on my computer and the entire computer shatters and uh, screen shatters and goes black (laughs) (laughs) and i just stood there i just sat there and i was like (laughs) and
0: goes black fade to black
1: (laughs) yeah quick fade
0: how how on a scale of one to a nuclear how mad were you
1: i don't get mad in those situations how all. sad were you yeah what, what
0: emotion came to the surface first
1: disappointment
0: in yourself <clears throat> did you feel like a dad with a kid who's made the same mistake over and again you know again
1: pretty much <clears throat> um, just disappointed you know i I'm, yeah. I'm a professional artist at the beginning of their career relatively you know i'm in the mm-hmm. first decade <clears throat> and I am don't work a day job. You know, I do this podcast, I paint, and I, my finances are really important part of my life that take a lot of attention, you know, to feel abundant, to be abundant, and to make it work. And to just do stupid stuff like that. It's not stupid, it's neglectful and careless. Mm. It's mm. just... <clears throat> I don't want to be able to i mean i was gonna say i can't afford that stuff I, it's like i could i could absorb it but it it takes so much bandwidth and just yeah disappointment. yeah i get calm i just sat there and looked at my computer sadly <laughs> <laughs> oh my put my head down just because i didn't get apple care you know and I, uh, that was yeah it. That was theory. it. I bought this twenty five hundred dollar computer. You know, and fucking was like Apple Care. I was like, I can do this, and I'm notorious for like spilling smoothies and shit on my computers. And and I was like, I used to get ThinkPads, which are indestructible, and now I got a MacBook. Cause like professional artist, right? And so, again, just the last little bit here. I didn't get it, and I was like, I'm gonna use not getting Apple Care to be careful with my computer, and I did it. And I passed the year that I would have had Apple Care. You can get it for more, but I probably would have just got it for a year. And I passed that. I did it. I was careful. And then I slipped up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. Man. Well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna um join in on the probably internal conversation you're having of like what I should have done differently.
1: Well, the conversations had. I just don't yeah. Just be mindful, be present, you know? Mm. Turn around. I learned this lesson a lot in in the wood wood shop in the makerspace where I build all my frames from the guy who runs that wood shop. He always takes his time to do the thing right, and that's why he hasn't had. Yeah. 18 years, he's kept all his fingers with multiple saws in there, and he hasn't had any major student injuries with fucking 18 year old kids in a wood shop that has. It's a forge. It's a foundry. It's a wood shop. It's got everything dangerous. A lot
0: of dangerous like, stuff in there.
1: All of the dangerous yeah. things. Yeah. You know. And, and I noticed the way he helps me and he works. He'll always walk, he'll stop and walk across the thing to get the thing to do it right. And yet he still shoots from the hip, don't get me wrong, but I just, it's so good for me to be around. And that was an example of, of slipping up on that and just trying to rush, Mm Mm-hmm. It costing a thousand dollars. You know, it was a thousand dollar moment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I thought where we were going was, I thought you were gonna have spilled all of the paint on the whole thing and there'd be like sticky acrylic paint in between the keys.
1: That would and... have been worse. I think that would have been worse.
0: Oh, it definitely would have been worse. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the bottom part of the computer's definitely heavier than the top part. And I think that would have hurt
0: it. <laughs> your motherboard would not a out. you would have heard Siri say, farewell friend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Siri, Siri's like, she's really disappointed. <laughs>
0: You know what was cool about you it? You promised me that you would take care of me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm leaving you, Daniel. <laughs> Siri breaks up with you. You know you fucked up. Um what was cool is I I paint a lot around my computer and I splatter a lot on it. A lot. You know, at times. You're not meaning to, but I do splatters for part of my process. And just like dust and things like I I'm, I'm a working man, you know, with my computer. And and I was like, hey, dude, when you're in there, can you look at it and look at the guts too, like inside the below the keyboard and all that. <laughs> and I was like, just can you blow it out or something? Just tell me how much is in there. And he was like, it was spotless. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was because well I, I was man. cleaning my computer, you know, at yeah. one, once every four days or so, I spray it down. And, you know, I'm like chipping off fucking paint stuff. I mean, hard yeah. on my computers. And he was like, your computer looks incredible on the inside and on the outside looks good. I was just like, sweet. Yeah, so, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, congrats. Congrats on getting it back. And what a lesson.
1: That was brutal, man.
0: I was talking to a client uh, a few weeks ago who uh, backed up his vehicle and and dinged someone's vehicle, someone else's car. (sighs) And he's like, oh, that's a, you know. A few hundred bucks to fix that. He decided to not go through insurance and fix it. Then he did it again, within like ten days, and then within another like half month, he did it again. Oh, three different vehicles. I believe I'm saying that right. Wow. Yeah, and we were talking about the kind of the same thing. He's like, I wasn't present. I was somewhere else. You know, I get that, man. I totally, totally get that. Of. of you know, you kind of walk backwards of like, what would I have done if I had done this differently? How would life be different? And you take, we all take advantage of how, when things are going well, whether it's our health or relationships or our equipment or whatever. And then the moment it goes sideways, we're like, oh, I should have done that. This could have been preventable if I had been more present or if I had been paying attention or, you know, if I'd taken this step and so that step. There's really nothing you can do other than go, I'm going to, try to be more present, but also know that like, sometimes you're going to trip on your shoelaces.
1: I mean, that's going to happen, but there's a degree of which it can happen more or less. And yeah. And I'm, I've been a rusher, you know, my, for a long time, cut corner, cutter, rusher, overwhelmed, Mm want to get something done fast and you can play that game, but you just have to be that much more careful for sure.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing similar, bleeding edge of my capacity especially around my time Mm. how I spend my time that feels I'm going to guess close to what you're experiencing when I overbook myself like oh I've done it again I can't I did I promised myself I wasn't going to do this I should have had more margin in my day more time between tasks um, not so many big appointments in one day those kinds of things yeah and to the point where a couple saturdays ago i had triple booked myself on the same hour <laughs> triple book i never i didn't know you could triple book how how did my brain not not you know not once go wait a second ronald you have too many things going on in this hour on this day and,
1: That's
0: the level. <laughs> and part of it is because I don't I thought I I you know, I thought to not use my calendar on the weekend because I use it so often during the weekday. Yeah. <clears throat> and I was like, oh no, you're a grown up and you need to use your calendar anytime you're planning on anything with anybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am I am I am co responsible for my time and other people's times when we when I commit to something.
1: I mean, the calendar is a tricky one, though. It does get overwhelming. I've, you look at some people's calendars and it looks like a Monopoly board, like at the end of the game. There's just different colors and blocks of color all over the place and sizes and fonts, and your brain can't take all that in, you know? And so one of the ways I use my calendar, for example, is I only put things on that do not move, can't be moved. And- What do you and mean? They, the, the, the time is not flexible. You know, it's a tricky thing. Like, oh. I don't put my classes on my calendar. For example, I know the, the when those yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. If I did, as soon as I put something on like that, my calendar like triples, and I get, oh sure, sure. Yeah. gloss over, you know, and yeah. If something can't, I have two calendars too. I have a handwritten calendar I make out every ten days, and that's the stuff I put on a, You know, and and that sounds complicated, but that keeps my Google calendar clean and clear with only a few things on it. You know and then i and then i really know where those are they're locked in they're not overwhelmed and that's what works for me but i i understand even if you are fastidious about that ron the calendar world we're all way over books this is a time in civilization where everyone is overwhelmed pretty much most people most people seem overwhelmed at least in the western world yeah Uh, you know so yeah yeah
0: i know i get that i i think we're kind of starting to to like get into some of what i want to talk about today but yeah. before we do that let's let's do a couple things uh number one for everyone who's who's given us a review thank you so much we really appreciate your support of writers taking the time going to an episode description on either apple podcast or spotify and clicking on leaving us a review and then writing something that means the world to us and they're well written and very uh kind and we ask if you've not done that and you're enjoying the podcast and have shared it please consider doing the same thing. That is a huge help to us and helps get the word out without having to lift too many fingers. And if you want to support us, uh, Daniel has set up a Patreon site for us. Also, the link is available through um, the description of any episode and you can give any amount, either one time or recurring. Did I miss anything, Daniel? Oh yes. Here's what I missed. We love it when we hear from our listeners and we love it when we hear comments on on episodes what you liked what you'd like to hear more of if you have ideas for new episodes or even just questions for us very personal questions are always welcome
1: yeah and i've been doing a little thing where i'm sending a print off to new patrons so um i have some that's cool you're painting yeah a little bit of, of, of some of my work throughout the last seven years and So I've been doing that. So I'll send something off for anybody who becomes a patron and it's been nice to, to get that going.
0: That's amazing. Appreciate you doing that, man. Do you think that there's a, uh, what would you do if there was a cutting for sign painting? What do you think that would look like?
1: Like it wasn't going to be used for any marketing. It was just a painting that celebrates cutting for sign.
0: Yeah. Completely artistic for you for your, for your interpretation of your, maybe even your life in particular.
1: That's a good question.
0: Yeah. I thought about question.
1: doing a tracking, like a person tracking something. Mm-hmm. It's a challenging thing to print or to paint because you need to be really accurate with the position of the person in their hands and everything to tell that they're tracking something and not just like crouching looking at the ground, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question i'd have to think about it and and um i think that there might be i might play a little bit with like maybe like a what sh- person's shadow and maybe it would be in a very fucking cool environment it would be in, in a rich kind of like slightly dangerous maybe slightly ominous but really beautiful
0: mm. i can see it Actually, you know what I see in my mind when I think of that is: uh, Do you remember the movie Harry and the Hendersons? Oh yeah, yeah. Do you remember at the beginning, the way it starts is this French hunter. He's like gar. He's like garbed. Out. He's got a ghillie suit on. He's got a high-powered rifle, and he's like, he's running through the forest, flipping over logs, and he comes across Bigfoot's poop and Bigfoot's fur, and he's like touching it, feeling the temperature he like tastes the fur, <laughs> spits it out <laughs> and was looking at broken twigs. That's always what I think of when I think of her kind of side.
1: <laughs> Bigfoot's shite.
0: Hairy <clears throat> particular.
1: <laughs> oh. Wow. That's a, yeah, I don't remember that scene. I definitely remember that movie. That's a cool way to start a movie though. You know, maybe it would be since you're tracking ourselves, maybe I would, maybe I would have myself or whoever the painting was about. Maybe it would be clear that, the person that they're tracking is is also in the painting but like hiding or going around a corner or something mm. but you can just barely tell that it's, it's the same person as the mm. person in the foreground of the painting
0: mm, I like that
1: I don't know I would just get funky with it play with it like that yeah I kind of did a painting like that I had critique yesterday and there was this man and a little boy sitting around a campfire in mm. this in this uh kind of dried creek bed environment and it it worked pretty well but it has a little bit of that like we're on a we're on an adventure together through a dangerous land feel which is is kind of what i think tracking you know yeah
0: yeah interesting Boy, there's a lot there some unpack things like there our younger self taking care of our younger self taking care of the part of us that needs to be fathered again
1: yeah yeah
0: sorry i was about to sneeze um leading like also the older version of us that's like our future self that's a phrase you've been using a lot lately which i really like
1: yeah i mean i think that you and I, you know the adventure which is what we're talking about today right is the adventure of of becoming the things and ways that you want to become it's easy to think about it you know it's easy to think about what you want once you land on what you want it's yeah. easy to know what that looks like. It's, it can be a, a hell of an adventure to even know what you want, but to, to turn the ideas and the concepts into a reality that is as that is comfortable enough and that is sustainable and that is working the way you want it to with the rest of your life, these can be small changes or big life changes. That that's a hell of a process
0: it's a hell of a process and not only is it a hell of a process if you have any kind of intelligence in your life if you've been able to have any kind of autonomy and and any traction and moving towards what you want and then realize you have to have a wholesale change on like okay that's i got what i want but i need to expand my my possibilities i need to grow or mature into something you know new and that could be as simple as a weight loss journey or mastery over some skill in your life or getting a hold of your finances or addressing recurring issues in relationships, whatever it is. Our brains are so good. I mean, masterful at convincing us that in the moment of effort or challenge or stretching, or stress that we don't need to do this. It's like it's the the brain is a supercomputer of excuses. It can spit out an endless amount of excuses and distractions to keep us from taking that that action. And it, and in the moment, it feels true. Like oh, this other this other issue needs to be dealt with. um I'd rather spend my time doing something else. I, any number of things. Like it is. It's. I have to remind myself constantly that. As I'm going towards my goals, as I'm moving towards my goals. That the challenges I'm getting, the resistance I'm, you know, facing, using Stephen Pressfield's language, are part of my own unconscious, subconscious self trying to keep me from moving because it just takes energy. It just takes more brain power, and the brain doesn't want to use more power.
1: That's a hundred percent true. <laughs> it's it's a <clears throat> in these. So we're today we're talking about crush lists and. One thing I I learned recently is it's good to like when you mix things up on a podcast is to s- communicate that with the the listeners and set expectations. And so what what we're doing today is one of our episodes where it's just me and Ron talking and be about the same length. We're gonna do a a, a field dressing on this, um, which we haven't tried before with our with our on dreams or on grief. You know, one of our on <laughs> our on episodes um but um i what this crush it list is the is a is a nexus for talk for a lot of aspects that we kind of focus on cutting for sun you know yeah um accountability how to how to move forward and progress your life um and really make thought and a reality and move forward and become that animal that future self that we're tracking <clears throat> not just knowing it's out there not just on its tail but the the closing of the deal you know the yeah
0: become. yeah actually doing it
1: and I think you hit on something right there with what you just said that is through that through taking that last step of becoming what you want to become for me it's been through my crush it lists what you said about the brain coming up with the reasons and excuses, that is such a subtle and at the same time potent feeling mm-hmm. and experience that is so real. Yeah. You think that it's not time to do something, you know it's not time to do something, and then for whatever reason, you do it. And then in retrospect, it's insane that you would not have done it. It's it's like in retrospect, after doing the thing you didn't want to do and felt like you had really good reasons to not do it, if you take that step and you do it, now your perspective is like, I can't believe I was not going to do this.
0: And yet, and yet the next time you've got a, you you face a similar situation, your brain is like full, you know, all hands on deck trying to get talk you out of it again.
1: And sometimes that's sometimes that it's not even a negative thing. It's like, you've done great. Sometimes my reason for not doing the thing I need to do is I've done enough. I really have. Right, right. That's a, and then I'll be like, well, let's go one more and I'll do it and I'll go, oh my God, I'm so glad I did this. I, I just rocketed my life forward. So I don't know how you want to officially enter into this episode. If you want to give your prelude or whatever, but there's a lot to say around this. It's been, it's been a top three tool for me personally.
0: Well, the, I, I'll, I'll, we'll jump into it. The first time I heard you mention A Crush It List, you and I were driving around. I don't know what we were doing, but I remember where we were. We were in rural Oregon. And I don't know if we were trying to find, a, like, selling your art table or if we were doing something like that. We were, I just remember driving out kind of in the countryside with you.
1: I think we were delivering a 500-pound piece of marble.
0: Dude, that thing was heavy. <laughs> that thing was green. I remember it. Yeah, so exactly. The last yeah. time
1: that 500 pound piece of beautiful Italian marble got moved by was me. it really
0: 500 pounds?
1: Oh, at, at least, Ron, I'm I'm underestimating. <laughs> I'm, I'm de-exaggerating. <laughs> it, it was, is.
0: it was chop your foot and half weight. Like it oh, was, man. yeah. My
1: friends, every one of my friends will laugh to this day when it gets brought up because. The joke is that I would like, and I wouldn't really do this, but this is what the joke became is I would invite him over for something. And then I'd be like, Hey, by the way, do you want to (laughs) like, That's abusive
0: (laughs) (laughs) and where where it came from, you had to bring it up or down a rickety set of wooden stairs on a hillside. I'm surprised that the stairs didn't just like collapse underneath the weight of the two men, two grown ass, or, you know, however many grown ass people it takes to move it up and down and the weight of that thing
1: totally valid concern. <laughs> also completely ignored or brushed off in the moment. Yeah. Distribute wide stances, everybody.
0: <laughs> bend, with, bend your knees. Don't shrink your back. So yeah, we were, uh, delivering yeah we we're moving that and then and then you start talking about this crush it list. And the way I understand a crush it list. And I've got the I've got the gift of hindsight and working on my own crush it list. Is that it's essentially a distilled to-do list?
1: Yeah, it's a mega to-do list. Yep, not unlike Johnny Depp's mega pint. (laughs) Mega pint. (laughs) 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 I thought you were going to
0: say mega drug use.
1: Mega pint version of yeah, exactly. But it's more subtle than that. But it is more
0: yeah. And then not only that, you have layered a game a, a. gaming element a point system to this that gets that allows you to see stats almost like sports stats for your performance
1: yeah i mean there's we got to be clear uh there's a distinct difference between my crush it list and my integration list oh okay thank you yeah i think
0: i was crossing some of those wires yeah
1: yeah cool so we'll clear all that up And, and to be honest like just as a caveat. I don't know if this is going to be useful to anybody because I'm a little crazy. Like That's I have it. a type a part of my personality that not obsessively, but to other people, it would seem obsessive, The heavy, obsessive person says that, um, the uh, hyper fastidious that, that most people don't have. And I, I think would, this would maybe last for a week or two, and then it would go away. But for me, for some reason, this took root both crush it list and integration list so i want to just say if, if this sounds like it's too much for anybody maybe there's an, a degree or an element a degree of doing it or an element of it that might be valuable to you so i wouldn't expect other people to do this even you you know when i was passing this off to you i was like ron this isn't for ron i know you well enough to know this isn't for you you know it's yeah too-
0: i've got my own version of it that works yeah, for me though yeah. there you go yeah now, what, it yeah, we can we can talk about how what you kind of originally intended for this, how you've developed it, and then I can tell you how I scaled it for myself.
1: Well, to to start it off, one of the things that's successful the people who are succeeding, you know, one of the things that they do is make lists. It's a way of organizing. For me, it's self-care. If instead of having a nebula of of projects out there that are that come to me at certain times of whether whether or not i have to do them or when i have to do them that is really ungrounding and uh, not a good center for me to work with so i take all this uh, this is part of my evening self-care is i'll stretch i'll have a beer um, i'll listen to an audiobook or some music and i'll be on the floor and i'll just take my half finished lists from the past or other lists that I, i or just the nebula of 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 things that you need to do. And I'll just let it all, let the gravity of a little bit of time and attention, I'll bring it into and I'll make a list, you know? And then that list can be as big as it wants, but getting a master list of all the things, just getting it going, having a big sheet of paper that I that I put, or if you're digital, you can digitize it. But having this master list is, is huge. It started with that. It just started a few years, like maybe seven or eight years ago with having a big life list yeah this is is going way back this is origin stories i'm now skipping from my if there's
0: not if there isn't a spider bite or (laughs) nuclear waste or a car accident involving lightning i don't want to hear this origin story
1: yeah this origin story started with a massive piece of italian marble
0: (laughs) falling from the sky it was
1: also (laughs) magical it was green for a reason it was made out of kryptonite um I just want to give you the origin story. It started with making a big life list. If like everyone, this is such a cool thing to do. Make a list of everything you want to do in your life. I don't mean like the big goals. I mean, clean out the garage, but it's been five years since you've done it. Put it on a list, you know, Get, tune, up, tune, my, tune my car up, you know, restring that guitar that's been in the closet forever. You know, yeah. Like, if you had to take care of everything in your life, what would it take to do that, you know? <laughs> What's that thing you wanna do for your kid that you just haven't done because it just takes a little, just the years slip by, put it on the list. Just put it all on the list, you know? Shit you don't wanna do and shit you really wanna do, but just haven't gotten to. Shit that takes too much money. Part of that list, let it be the things that you want in your life that be really good for you to have physical possessions, you know? If you had $10,000, you know, you would be able to go do the, grab, to, to get these things. I just started chucking all that on lists list and it was edifying. It was nice to see it all there. So then what happened is more years pass and I'm a general list maker. And then basically it came down to a a day where I said, I was so stressed by having all these things that I, I wasn't getting done. And I, cause I noticed how long, how many years, even for me, that things would stay on this master list, you Mm. know what I mean? Mm
0: -hmm. Oh yeah. I do know
1: they'd be on there for years and they were good things. Give me an so example
0: one, of like one thing that stayed on there for a couple of years. You know,
1: I have the version of that list still. That's hmm. part of this. It's not my crush it list. It's not my integration list. This is my like master list of all the things in life that I want to get done, but that seem to take years. I still have that list. Some things are on it or a big photo follow-up, for example, going back. What that means is go through my phone. We have so many gems of moments and tasks and ideas. that are the remnants of which are in our photo feed you just go back you go oh yeah i was going to follow up on that
0: mm-hmm. oh yeah
1: that was a good idea i want to google that oh yeah i had this idea for this for a friend that this i want to send this to them and so i i would like to take a day at some point go to a cafe go to a pub and sit and just scroll through my photos and follow up on those tasks that are all left in my photos it's a great example of something on a on mm-hmm. a life crush it list you know that should be probably mm-hmm. done once a year you know mm-hmm. so things like that uh getting a uh, look at this getting the name of that poetry professor that I was shitty to 15 years ago. That? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I remember that, yep. I need to find, oh, that day when you and I were like, oh, I should look up, I was basically, I was really shitty to a, a poetry professor my first time through college. And I was like, I should find them and apologize, you know, cause I'd feel sorry, you know? Mm-hmm. So that day I went home, put that on my big list, you know, shit like that.
0: Yeah, Hmm. I like that, okay. And then once you've got that assembled and, and, and going, how often do you start to move some of those things and then also your daily to do things yeah. within the crush it list?
1: I know this is complicated, so that's why I wanted to go back to the beginning. So it all started with just doing a big list like that and seeing yeah. all these things. And then I like, I just thought about this paper, man, if this page paper of tasks and there's probably like a hundred things on there was done, <laughs> i would be like in my future i would be so happy because they weren't all fun a lot of them were bullshit like i just didn't want to do them so one day ron this is again years ago i just decided to make a list that i knew i could finish in a day off of that big list that was the key i knew i could finish it in one day so i couldn't do that whole list that was too much but i was biting off tasks From that list, which the big list there, there was years of stuff on there. And one day I just promised myself I was going to crush that list. So I cleared my schedule. I looked at the time I thought it would take to finish every task, made sure it fit into a 14 hour day. And I fucking just bit the bullet and was like, I'm going to be miserable all day. And I just smashed that list. Now, what happened was I wasn't miserable all day because the dopamine release of finishing each task on there was so fulfilling you know hmm. and so the full day was actually uh, up and down of because then you had to go into the next task you didn't want to do it's, you, you yeah, know, that's, yeah 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 so. but it was also a very enjoyable day and by the yeah. end what happened was I was like looking around I was like whoa the feeling of just being grounded in life and grateful and um abundant I just felt all the things that all of the spirit of these days around self-help and getting better i felt all those things Mm -hmm. it was the the experience was, was connected to that and then i started doing that crush it list like once every few months right and then i would do that so years are passing every few months i'd do it and what happened is i noticed that big list it no longer had the big list that no longer had stuff from years on it anymore Now it had stuff that was like, I would continue to add things to my master big fucking, you know, the fucking piece of paper you have around for years. I would add to that. I ripped it up. There was enough done. I ripped it up and made a new one. And now what was on my big list was stuff that was responding more from what I wanted. Now it wasn't burning off the past things I hadn't done. It was new ideas. Now it's almost like doing the things that you have somehow letting go of the things that you wanted to do in your life, whether it's letting go of them, just uh, somehow you can just let go of them or it's doing them. Somehow that makes room in your mind or did for me for new ideas to come that are responding to your hopes and dreams and needs now. Mm-hmm. And so that crush it list was having to do with less of burning. It's like the word karma just has to do with action. It's not a, it's not a, it's been spiritualized a bunch and wooed out, but. yeah. As that the word means action you're just burning off the results of past actions well now my actions are doing things that are getting things done and so my new i'm not burning off this old past to do's you know that's a good know.
0: distinction i want to segue into something i want to pause you there for just a moment and talk about the difference between um uh, abstinence and action and it's i think it's a fortuitous time we're talking about this today, February 15th is my nine year anniversary of not drinking. And, and to, you know, (laughs) sometime nine years ago, I was in a cafe with four guys talking about changing my life. And, and that program, or I should say the, the, the process of getting sober is abstinence. I'm not going to do something right. And, and, and I'm, and for the last nine years, every single day I decide I am not going to drink. And most of the time now it's an easy decision. <clears throat> the harder part of this journey is taking action. It's quite easy, I think, for me at least, to say I'm not going to do this thing anymore. Now there's this part of my life that's like, well, I want to grow. I want to mature. I want to expand. I want to tap into the, most potential within myself that I possibly can and that requires action and that's a different kind of life do not doing something versus doing something is, is two different things and what you're describing and what I've I've had to grow into over time is taking action and I've heard some people call it massive action there's all kinds of you know different ways to describe it and that's where I think really where the rubber hits the road is is in some ways, it's just easier to not do something, not pick up the phone, call somebody um, that you I, that's kind of a relational problem, you know, like codependency. no, like, no gonna... that,
1: Tons of things have my, on my list over the years have been picking up a phone and calling someone. That's a great example.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so that's where we kind of turn the corner with this thing, right? Like, like this requires a person to do something to actually understand the fundamentals of, of, um of system in their life that needs to be taken care of. And I'll, and I'll use you as an example, years ago, um, we were talking about money and finances and, and personal finances. And you're like, you know what I did is I, is I reached out and called my banker and I went and met with my banker and we sat down and we came up with an action plan.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that was huge, man. That was, gosh, it must've been four or five years ago that you said that to me. And and I remember immediately it made me go do the same thing. I called my wife up. I said, "This is what we're going to do." We called our banker, we went and met with our banker and And the interesting thing is to this day, my wife and I still have once or twice a week what we call a hot money date, and the reason we call it hot is because at the time when we first got into it, it was we would dress up like we were going on a date because we did not want to look at our finances. <laughs> we did not want to look That's at our so money. Good and so we would dress up like we were going on a date at the time our, our bank had a cafe in the lobby in uh, portland and we would go to that cafe and we would open up our laptops and like get into the action of taking care of our finances and we're a very different place now because of that
1: yeah that's awesome huge I mean, we could do a whole episode on on managing money but your yeah. point is is really a very sound and astute part of this is this is an action-based t- uh you're engaging it's like this fucking hilarious sh- uh, YouTube shorts or reels that this one very simple cartoonist does and it's always a guy's brain which is outside his body
0: mm-hmm. oh yeah you sent me some of those are good yeah and
1: then and then himself and he has conversations and he's like one of them is Brain, what is that thing that we do when we do the doings? <laughs> Brain goes, ah, deadline mode. Ah, <laughs> engage deadline mode. And then he's sitting by a computer and his fingers just start tapping and typing without him, like he's possessed. Yeah. And then it goes faster and faster and faster. And then it kind of starts to slow down and then he's done. And then he goes, deadline mode. <laughs> you know and that's this is that this is action you know and it's another uh, funnily enough another one of those cartoons from the same people is is that cartoon goes what does it take for us to do the thing again i forgot and then brain goes ah effort and then the guy goes i'm disgusted by this (laughs)
0: <laughs> gross
1: that's what this is it's yeah. effort and action and you're going to confront all the things that you that are stopping you from doing things that you want to do to change and be different they're going to come up in a day like this yeah and they're going to be crafty and they're going to be convincing and they're going to be overwhelming and whatever a person has to do to get through that you promise yourself you're going to get through it yeah you're not going to have any reason to not do something. Now, don't get me wrong, as you go through this process, you make the effort. And sometimes that just leads to five other tasks. That's one of the tricky part about doing to-do lists that can be really overwhelming is you think it's on your list and you're going to do it and it's going to be done. And sometimes it leads to another task. I would say it often leads to another task. I've had to deal with that thing because otherwise you can get, spend three hours of a day chasing one little task when really you did the thing, you made the first effort. So a lot of these things are just getting the ball going, getting yeah. you through that initial resistance. And then the thing goes on another list. The next step goes on another list. So knowing when to follow something during a day and follow it through and knowing when to be like, you know what, I did what I need to do today. This other thing, sometimes you know you can't go to a place because it's closed or something like that. You can't do the next step. Yeah, But that's a whole other aspect of this. But my point is, is that this is something you're going to confront a lot of resistance.
0: Yes. Um, and then we'll get into some finer points after, after what I'm about to ask you, but take me through the inception. So the moment you go, it's time to make a crush it list from that moment, then take me through what you write down, how many things you write down and any other pertinent information that end up on that piece of paper that then directs you to the action to do those things.
1: Okay, well, I can pick it up with the story that we have going. So I did a crush it list, and then I do one every few months. And then I remember talking to my friend in Hawaii. His name's Tim. I was like, Tim, I got this crush it list idea, and it's changing my life. I do it about every few months, and now I'm doing it about every once a month. And and I said to Tim, I said this fateful words. I said, Man, I just think, what if I did this every day, or like two or three times a week? And my friend Tim who represents not a, not obsessive type of living. Like he's not lazy. He's living a really good life, but he's not, he, he enjoys life. Right. Mm -hmm. And he said in a way that made sense, essentially, yeah, that'd be way too much. (laughs) you know. (laughs) And I was like, yeah. And I kind of nodded my head. But after that, I thought, as soon as he said that, I thought, I don't know if that is too much for me. Mm-hmm. And soon after that, I was like, what it, fuck this. I'm gonna do this like three times a week. I'm gonna bump it up. You know? And so I just kept doing that. And I and and I made the decision, you know, and it was a process. Sometimes I would fail, don't get me wrong. Like sometimes I'd think I had to crush a list and something else would come up and I would like abandon it. I failed. I sure. definitely did but it became something that I could do once a week. Yeah. Know? A few times a week was not as much of the, of the thing. I have two... You have to clear a fucking day. You know, that's the mm-hmm. that's the problem. You have to elbow out a day. No, you don't have... At, at the beginning, I needed no other things to do or meetings or appointments or anything, nothing. Yeah. With the exception of celebrate my ass off at night, you know. Because once you do one of these days, you you know, for me, I needed to celebrate. It was such a huge thing to celebrate. So anyways, uh, to answer your question though, it got to be pretty much like, okay, now there's not old things on my list. Now these are new things. And so these crush it days weren't, what happened is is they weren't as hard anymore for a while. And then I started putting things off and shit on my big list would be stuff I was putting off and then they would have to be hard again. But um, yeah, I just, I don't want to get too far down without addressing your question. Is there any, is there, some way you want to steer me on this answer yeah
0: so going back to the well first of all thank you for you know kind of stating and clarifying that a crush it list isn't a a daily to-do list it's taking Uh, it's taking the things that that if those things in particular got done like your life would take incremental if not massive steps forward it would like really progress right it's not like, it's not clean my room, do the dishes, make my bed, kind of.
1: To-do okay. list. It can be all of that. It can be. Yeah. It's literally yeah. just the hard stuff that you really wish, if you could snap your fingers or like, you know, um, magic wand and to be done, it's that stuff. It's Maybe it's stuff you don't even know how you would do it. Whatever's keeping you from doing it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like that. But my point is, it's not a daily thing. This isn't like yet for you. And for most um, uh, most of us mere mortals who are not as fastidious as you or type a
1: i can't do it every day either it's, it's too much i can't even i no dude i don't glorify i'm not trying to make myself sound perfect i fail at this still all the time i'm just saying it's a great tool but what it what it ends up being is i about once uh what what is turned into maybe is that kind of what we're heading is what is this in my life now what
0: is this in your life now how does it look if you were teach yeah. us how to do it
1: well, it's changed for me what yeah. the role that it plays because what I noticed and this is kind of one of the cool things to have is I'm generally an all or nothing person that's why the crush it day was really good for me it's an all mm-hmm. in day mm-hmm. you know it all has, it's like that it's a day there's all kinds of tools you can use to support that day like you did with 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 uh, Morgan with your finances you how made it yeah how money day you you got dressed up you know you went and had you made time assuming you made time for that you know Mm -hmm. you made more time than normal like run to the bank yep pressure days are similar like I get dressed in my best clothes not my best not my best like my nicest unless Mm -hmm. pressure day was taking place in really nice places I dress in in clothes where I'm really feel good and mobile and confident and comfortable and like I can show up to any type of meeting and look good you know and be comfortable and be and have the right shoes on to hustle around but they also look good. like for me my clothes you know I needed to look good you know I so need you to, wear
0: like, your rip off tuxedo pants shoes
1: yeah but what but my point is is that what happened is I'm pretty all or nothing and so what started to happen as I started to get a little more nuanced and not so all or nothing about I yeah. started to be like oh crushing is like engaging a mode so I would have a half crush it day where I knew I had shit to do that day, but then I start to get better where I could actually, I could actually just block off half the day and it would be a half a day of crush it mode. And then I realized more and more, Oh, this is a mode of mind. So then I could do like a couple hours in an hour. And then it became just diffused into like, now I just activate crush it mode whenever I need to get shit done now. And I don't have big crazy lists that build up over time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Those lists are actually symptoms putting shit off, but ideally you can get in the flow where you're just doing the things you need to do for yourself all the time. Ideally. Yeah. So what happens now is it's changed and maybe this will be more helpful for people on Sunday night. I sit down I take my past crush it list. Here's my current crush it list right here. Oh, another thing, the paper I write it on, this is meaningful paper to me. This is the paper that I used to um, use for one of my passions. And it was like, we would print certificates on them, you know, and so this is nice paper. It's marbled, mm. beautiful. And I I was always like, it's just sitting in my closet. And I was like, fuck it, man. These are my, this is nice paper. I'm going to make my list out of the, my fucking garbage list that I carry around, you know, all week long gets beat up. I'm going to make it out of the nicest paper I have. This turns it into a ritual for me a little bit, you know, now I'm burning up shit in my house and using it and moving it, you know, mm-hmm. that was another nice step. So I cut it in every page into thirds. I get three lists off of it on Sunday night. I'm doing my evening routine. I take whatever's not done on the past list. Because again, it's turned into crush it mode. Now I activate crush it lists only when shit builds up. And I take it and I write all the things that weren't done. I put them on this new list. And then I add anything from all the other ways. I capture little ideas. I have a, self, a text to myself that I'll capture ideas on or other scraps of paper. And I'll, I'll just you know, consolidate all the ideas for the next week. And then my deal with myself is I just finish 30 things on that list every week. Mm. I just count up the little cross outs and I count them up. And once there's 30, I know that I've done enough, you Mm. know, and that list grows during the week. And then at the end of the week, all the stuff that's not done gets put on the next. There's a nice pulse and flow. That's what it's turned into. But other little tricks on it organizationally, if it's something that's on a out at the town, I just put a little T next to it, so I know this is out on the town. Because then I know if yeah. I have a few hours to do stuff on the town, I can just look and I know everything that's out on the town. I can organize a town day. Yeah. Or a town. Day. You know, I I go to school too. If it's on campus or it has to do with school, it's gonna get a little S in it. If it's a phone call, it's got a little C next to it. If it's something I can do in office hours with my computer, it's got an O next to it. Those are the only letters I use, but breaking the tasks up and showing that they are it allows me to skim my list and not get overwhelmed and have to go through visually every little thing there's so many tricks to list making and list accomplishing these are this is just a little bit of how how that works for me
0: i like it i like it so once you've once you have aggregated that information with the with the um indicators of it's on the town it's office hours it's those kind of things uh, and you start to move away from the all or nothing. Let's say you have a crush at Friday or crush at Saturday.
1: That's how it works. Totally.
0: Yeah. And now you're doing a few, maybe, cause I was thinking, okay, 30 a week, that's roughly five a day. You know, yeah. it's like roughly, do you do that every day? Or do you just sometimes like, don't worry about it Monday through Wednesday. And then, you know, that on Thursday, Friday, you have the bandwidth to really address it.
1: Totally. That second one. I'll usually, yeah. Mondays are a good day for me. So I usually get about 10 or 15 done on that day. And then the other, the other, uh, the next couple of days, you know, I've got a lot of like school obligations and, and podcast obligations. And I just noticed I don't get as much of that type of stuff done, but I know Fridays are huge too. So, uh, and then the weekends are kind of like, those are, those are tricky because there might be a lot of social stuff, uh, but they also might be every bit as good. They also might be the best days. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, there's a pulse and a flow. I just get through it by the end of the week and, and that works fine. And and I think that's important too, you know, killing yourself every day is, is, uh, it's like Andrew Huberman has this thing where he noticed that he has highly productive Mondays and Tuesdays. And by Wednesdays, his dopamine system kind of fucked up and it, he needs to recover. So his Wednesdays are pretty light. Say Andrew Huberman, he's a neuroscientist out of Stanford, I believe, Yeah. and he, I, I, I started to notice the same thing for me too. And I started to notice by, if I smash Mondays and Tuesdays, Wednesday, I fucking relax a little bit more. I'll still get stuff done, but it's not going to be as much, you know, tapping this, this intense dopamine button. Because when you do yeah. days like this and when you're highly functional and pro, pro, uh, productive, you'll, you'll notice, or at least I've noticed that there will come times where I'm not getting the reward of finishing the tasks anymore. It's just a grind yeah and i can only grind so much before i just say fuck this you know i need yeah. to be rewarded chemically with my own brain chemistry yeah uh or or these aren't these don't last
0: yeah well let's jump into some fire points about about this uh i'll tell you how i how i've taken your concept yeah, of crush list and, yeah. and what that looks like in my life and there's been seasons where this is the the like gold standard of how i do it and then there's seasons where it's not and i'm not in that season right now because i've because of my schedule and because of how i'm essentially like doing a lot of this on autopilot i know what to do i know like when it needs to get done there are some exceptions to that okay. but, but when i'm in full full crush it list season it looks like this i wake up in the morning my my morning routines are really um, important to me. How I wake up, what I do. I try not to get on my phone. I try not to look at the the news. I try not to get on social media. Those are, you know, like we all know now that's like don't do that. And it's still a temptation. Um, and I go meditate for seventeen minutes to a half hour. Thank you, Andrew Huberman, for the seventeen minutes. And uh, and then I pull out my. My piece of paper and and the first thing that I write, and this kind of primes my brain to to feel and to act a certain way, is I write three to five sentences of what I'm really grateful for in my life. And I don't just say a thing like I'm like it wouldn't just say Daniel. It would say my conversation with Daniel about crush it list. I try to I try to be specific and paint a picture with that sentence. And I do three to five of them and it's, and it's the the most treasured things in my life. And it's sometimes it's the same thing over and over again. Like I'm grateful that today I have not drank alcohol, like those kinds of things. Like I I can say that again and again, and that's okay. My brain feels good saying that. And then what I do is I drop down below that on my piece of paper and I write the numbers one through six, three on the left-hand side, three on the right-hand side. And I write down the six things that are beyond my regular life. That if I did these things, this goes back to your list of like, what do I want my life to look like? What are these bigger things? And I go, okay, if I can move the ball forward in these six areas of my life, even one turn of the knob, taking one step, taking five to 15 minutes of taking action towards that, that is going to start to move move me forward, right? Some actions in there that um, would be getting a certificate in the next thing I'm working on. It could be paying, you know, calling the city for my taxes, for business taxes, just those kinds of things that are not part of your regular rigmarole of life, but have significant impacts. The way I like to put it is what uh, one of our past guests, one of my uh, coaches uh, calls and I think he took it from the guy who wrote Getting Things Done, George, uh, George Cow, by the way, the George Cow's whom we're referencing, um, is the important things in our life that we want to get done, but they are not necessarily urgent in the moment. And if we think about that cartoon that you were describing earlier, which was like, what is the thing that I need right now? <laughs> He's like, effort. And there was the thing beforehand when the deadline was coming. What was the word that you used?
1: For the deadline?
0: Yeah, the deadline was just deadline.
1: Deadline mode.
0: Deadline mode, exactly. (laughs) Like, really, what that is—an adrenaline dump, right? Like, oh my gosh! And we can get stuck in in cycles of actually addiction to those adrenaline dumps, and that's why we wait and we wait and we wait because a part of the back of our mind is like, I don't want to do it, I don't want to put the effort in, but then the adrenaline dump comes when we're in the eleventh hour, and we go for it. And it's almost like self abuse in some ways, putting ourselves through that stress so so what isn't what isn't urgent but is very important to us and it's really hard for us to get that i think it's gonna it takes some practice to get to that place because some of us i would say those of us who are on the adhd spectrum really struggle with that putting things off to the last moment then only putting effort into it when we were in the 11th hour but if we can identify those things like man if i put some effort into this without it feeling um uh, totally urgent, or like the fire, the house is going to burn down unless I do it. We can make some significant changes in our life. So that's what mine looks like. And then on Sunday, I review what I've done and I write out again what I'm planning on doing, like the next week. What are the big broad strokes of the things I'm trying to so you'll,
1: do? So, how often will you do those six things? Write those, write them I would out. say,
0: I would say twice a month, I get all six done. I oh, would so say,
1: write them out. how often do you write them down though?
0: Oh, every day, every day, or I would say five days a week, five just, days a week. So the yeah. same
1: things will kind of pop up. Will you rewrite them fresh?
0: Yep, yep. And That's it's a great. One. I love. That. And it's okay for me to not do something because it because I'm putting the effort. Like the, like I want to do it. I know it's there, but my time as a family man, as a businessman, business owner, you know, like I I I have a only a certain amount of time each it, day. It,
1: it, Writing those six things six things down uh, five days a week, getting them done once or twice, those six things once or twice a month is the tilting of the nose of the airplane, the one degree yep. that over five or 10 years gets you in a different place. Yeah. Undoubtedly. Your That's life, true. someone's life with six things they don't want to do, all moved forward to some significant degree, which you have to come up with on your own every month, it will change your life.
0: And you mentioned, you mentioned um, something earlier when you were indicating the types of, of things that you wanted to get done, like in town, yeah. uh, you know, campus,
1: office, phone call and on school. Just good to know if, if they have to do with one. Of those yeah.
0: And one of the things that you mentioned there was office hours, and that's something we've talked a little bit about on the podcast and something that I want to to encourage people to do and and it's going to kind of lead up to to another big tool that i've used the last um six months or so and that is office hours you and i started using that word when we were when we knew we had to sit down at our desk and work on the you know all these things that we've just been talking about and what we did is we started to invite one another to those office hours and we would turn on zoom we would say here are the things i'm going to work on what are you going to work on you'd, you'd mention the things you're going to work on. And then we mute ourselves, you know, but the camera stays on and we can see each other and, and we're just there shoulder to shoulder working on our stuff. Maybe every 30 to 45 minutes, maybe every hour, we kind of check in. How's it going? And, and that is a, that is a, um, a tool that I'm seeing pop up in a lot of different places and a very strong tool of co working together. Um, there's a program I'm part of, I'll tell you guys a little while that, that that's a main tool of getting shit done in your life because on our own, those, those, those of us who just aren't as self-disciplined left on our own devices, like we're going to pick up the phone and scroll. We're going to like find all kinds of distracting things to do. I know like when I'm in a, bad distraction is like when i'll like start to sweep or clean or do do something that has nothing to do <laughs> with like the thing i need to get done but it feels game. important you know like oh it feels good <laughs> yeah. to like clean under the the Absolutely. stove right now
1: <laughs> it does cleaning <laughs> under the stove would be a classic thing i would put on a it list
0: yeah <laughs> you know
1: getting getting somewhere in your house that no because i'm serious but, yeah. continue, but i want to get back to that
0: well there's a there's a funny idea called fake work have you heard of yeah. this idea oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, which is the shit that we do that feels very busy and sometimes has a payoff right like cleaning the bathtub whatever it might be but it's actually keeping us from those six things i was telling describing earlier which are really important like which would actually tilt the airplane nose in the right the direction. Amount
1: of stuff that our brain comes up with for reasons not to do something is crazy and I, I don't confront a lot of the, I confront them, but I don't confront a lot of the really of the ones that I notice most other people struggle with. Like, for example, I'm not shy about calling people that I don't know if, if a lot of people, okay, okay, man, this is a tricky one. One thing that keeps people from doing a lot of things that involve other people is thinking that they're going to be bugging someone by reaching out, thinking that, they or are judged
0: or judged. Yeah. Judged. It,
1: yeah. It's great. Exactly. It's more than just one of those. <clears throat> and so they won't do it. Mm-hmm. And now that's taking. They just have off.
0: social anxiety. They don't want to talk on the phone. Like it's uncomfortable With to Valid them. reasons. Yeah. yeah.
1: But regardless of the validity of it, it's keeping you. It can, that can just as, it's just as true that that's keeping you from, from maybe a whole realm of your life. It's like Steve Maxwell, our most popular episode. Steve Maxwell said that abundance in his life comes from do you remember one source primarily remember what he said no other people
0: hmm. Hmm.
1: connections with other people
0: yeah yeah
1: and that's true man you yeah. got something on your list that's going to require a phone call whether it's a personal phone call or a business phone call or someone where you don't even know if they have a phone number google it find out if they have a phone number and call that number because don't try to figure it out online call the number and talk to a person who is a a gatekeeper or the head of that uh situation that company that door for you go talk to someone and social anxiety and getting through that I understand it I have my own anxieties around that I I I understand that but that is one of the biggest ways resistance. most significant ways that resistance shows up is a reluctance to make a phone call or to show up for an in-person situation, because once you do that, and I've seen tentative people, very tentative people, take that chance and be wildly successful and some door opens for for them in life, you know? And it could be little, it could be like calling up a dry cleaners, because you've always wanted to dry clean your clothes instead of, you know, and really take care of them. But I don't know where a dry cleaner is. Like that type of resistance, I don't know, I've never done it. I love dry cleaning my shirts. Jump in. (laughs) No, it's huge, yeah.
0: That uh you mentioned we both talked about anxiety and and I didn't realize how anxious I was in my life, how much felt anxiety I carried around until I went to a doctor and talked about it maybe four or five years ago and and you know i don't I don't want to get into my ADhd diagnosis I don't consider myself somebody who's like who who leads off with like my name's ron i have a d h d like i it's just part of my life now and but more so addressing the symptoms, the physical symptoms that I have it is, is now like, oh, this, these are what I have to work with. And, and one of the tools that has really helped me deal with my felt sense of anxiety, what that felt like was a burning sensation, in the pit of my sternum, the pit of my stomach right there. And, and it kept me, it made me feel uncomfortable, anxious, like on edge. Sense of impending doom when I needed to do something, when I needed to make the phone call, when I needed to do, you know, and
1: yeah, and I want to
0: say, I want to say, man, that that my doctor prescribed me a medication called—I don't want to tell you what it's called. I will. It's called Wellbutrin. I don't don't know because I don't want anyone to like prescribe themselves. Go talk to a doctor. Go be an adult and go talk to a doctor. Well, it's helpful
1: uh, to say the, the things though, because then they might be curious yeah. about it.
0: So my doctor can, cons- you know, put me on Wellbutrin. It's a small dose. It's 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 as low as you can get, and and I have noticed that in the you know kind of eighteen two years, eighteen months to two years, I've been taking it regularly now. Um, that sensation of of like felt anxiety in my body isn't there now. It's not just the drugs. I'm also taking action. So the, so that felt sense and in, in, in conjunction with the action I'm taking, I, I walk, like I was walking around last night walking my dog and I just sat there for a moment and go, man, I used to feel so anxious all the time, pretty much constantly. And, and, and now I'm at the moment where I can kind of slip into a deep sense of happiness just deciding to think about my life and deciding where I'm at or not deciding where I'm at. We're deciding to just tap into it. Like, Oh, it's accessible. This happiness is accessible in a way that I did not used to have. And, and I got to say, you know, we've, we have said over and over and over again on this podcast and together and other people, um, the life that you want will often take every tool on the tool belt, everything that you
1: got sure
0: man. and and yeah. it's the cru- it's the crush it list it's a it's a close relationship with your doctor your therapist your friends the whole deal and i and i'm and and more and more uh, all of it all of it and yet like every piece is essential like you take one piece out and it starts to like kind of like you know fall apart a little bit
1: no i've used the same you know that having medication situations is hugely helpful you know yeah. and Stratera was the one for me, you know, it took a while to, I just went to my doctor. I was like, listen, I know I'm dealing with, I don't have ADHD, but I'm having trouble concentrating. Is there just anything that can help me? You know, mm-hmm. I'm probably addicted to my phone and that's, you know, tech is changing my brain. Is there anything that can help me out? And they were like, yeah, I'll try this. You know, we tried Stratera, right? And it ended up being something that was a little strong for me mm-hmm. because it felt, it was just a little much, you know, it, I, I felt high. But I also noticed that if I had enough food in my stomach and I had gotten good sleep, that it really worked in the exact way I wanted to. It was just a little much. Called them back. Hey, can we just half this dose, you know, from 40 to 24? I think this is the lowest, lower mm-hmm. one. They were like, yeah. And I was like, let's do it. Now that 24 milligram Stratera, if I want to go into office hours or have a very productive, if I it's it's one of those backup tools that comes in where I really want to go for it. And now I can use it. I don't have to use it every single day. It's not one of those like trickle charge ones. It's something that's a tool that I have in my little Batman belt that I can bring out and I use it. And, but what happened is, and this is what I love about drugs is (laughs) that I would use it. And now I I know what that feels like to be that engaged. That's helped me be really engaged. So now if I set up the other things, going to a cafe, um getting my headphones uh having office hours with you being dressed well if i set up all those i don't actually need that last tool in the tool belt that i might have needed for two you know two years ago or something sometimes i do yeah but all of those tools understanding how to motivate yourself and create these the fertile ground to have a very productive three hours that if you smash that three hours could change your life like i'm doing it today man. i'm setting up a three-hour session at a cafe um that is is and I have an, an ancillary crush it list that's like this big that it was all the stuff that when I, I promised myself when I get my computer back, I'm gonna go to a cafe and do all this stuff. One of the things I'm gonna make it worth having fucked my computer is that I'm gonna get this level of shit done when I get it back that I wouldn't even I, I wouldn't have done. It's gonna be oh like Deadline mode. It's gonna be another mode, you know. And so I'm setting up the time and the space and the environment today to do that. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. 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 It's all of this stuff. And it's just again, it's just these are all tricks and tools to get us past resistance. That Stephen Pressfield idea of this is our ego. It's comfortable in this place. And even in all the things that are outside of my comfort zone, even if they're things that I really want and have wanted for years, they're all Super scary. The unknown lies beyond that completed task, so the brain's going to tweak and and throw up a million reasons not to do it. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do it anyways. Get yeah. get there. Get it done. Do make a crush it list of one fucking task. Clear your whole day to do one thing. Like I don't care. I'm just saying that the most powerful thing that I've I've done, you know, is is this tool right here. It's rallying every everything i can to get through all of the reasons that i have i will come up with to not do something and i'm crafty as hell (laughs) to do them because your future lies beyond there and it's literally it can literally be now, like five minutes from now some of the tasks that i put off take five fucking minutes that's another crazy thing that you'll notice that happens yeah it's just be like oh my god that took five minutes and i put it off for a year are you fucking kidding me And the, the feeling of having that thing done is gold, man. It's calm, it's integrated. It's a warm hug from the universe, you know, it's great. And so
0: one of the things that you've started to, um, a phrase that you've started to use, and I think we've mentioned it a couple of times on here is living in your future self. And
1: And I'll have a feeling where it's right now. Yeah
0: yeah i think that's one of the biggest gifts of this is beyond the beyond the like oh i got this done is is oh i'm i'm actually capable of doing more than i thought and that's in that yeah. person that we feel deep down we can be that capable person the person who is successful on a soul and emotional level in a in a monetary level that has always felt just out of reach like that is a feeling that can start to incorporate in our life right now. And, the, and I think your phrase of saying, I'm living in my future is, is a perfect example of that because there's some feeling that you lacked. And then as you've been using these tools in the crush it list, like that feeling that you knew was out in front of you is actually happening to you now, the inner sense of an inner sense of satisfaction, of success, of, of uh, and, and this is an important one I'm about to say is the inner feeling of capacity do I have what it takes the question answering the question, do I have what it takes? And then saying, yes, I do have what it takes because I'm taking action to do It's so satisfying in and of itself is satisfying to the point where you're like, I feel like I'm, I'm in my future now.
1: It's it's you are in your future at that time. It's, it's more than just a feeling. It's a state of being, it's a consciousness. And I, and I, there's more going on brain science and scientifically, then I know how to speak to, because it is a very real experience when I say being in my future. For example, in my future, I'm wealth wealthy, financially wealthy. You know, mm-hmm. and one thing that I noticed happen is when I would do these crush it lists, I would, I would, I would be wealthy now. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at my life, and what I mean by that, it's nuanced. And if you allow me just to like a little space to work this out, I'll be looking at my house, which is humble but nice. It has nice things in it. It's small, and it's organized and it's clean generally. and it is every bit of a valid studio space that a wealthy person would keep on the side, for example, you know what I mean? They'd have their house, but then they'd come to the little little bungalow yeah. studio by the creek you know that I live in. When I do these things on my crusher list. I will suddenly look around my house and i'll I'll be experiencing it as if it's a studio that I go to and my house is elsewhere. My brain changes the my experience of my own home into that of a wealthy person without changing any of the actual things that I that that are surrounding me. It's a very interesting experience because a lot of times when we say we want to be different like, healthy or wealthy financially, or living in a different country or whatever the thing is that you're excited about, it looks looks different than your surroundings. And I think one thing that happens when you do the things that you've been putting off, at least that when I have, is that it changes my surroundings to fit my future. And now I'm in my future now. Mm -hmm. The feeling of it, the look of it, I'm there now. I'm not wanting to be anywhere else. I'm there now. Now, what happens is that idea of karma past actions, this is another crazy little wicked thing that happens. The first time I dipped into my future where I was like, I was learning a piano piece. One of the things on one of my lists was to learn piano by, by a certain birthday. And I was like, I didn't have a piano by that date. And my birthday was there. I was turning that age that day. And I promised myself I would be learning piano by that birthday. And I had like five hours left for the next day. And I went to a piano shop. And I fucking bought a piano, electric piano. I'd already been researching. I knew which one to buy. And I got it done. And I did my first lesson by midnight that night in my house. You know, I found the lesson. To, uh, some, I just got the fucking ball rolling I, yeah. by, my, by the time I wanted to. I did it. And then like a week later or something, I was sitting at the piano. And I was like learning a new jazz piece. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm like in uncharted territory. That's another way to say mm-hmm. it instead of in your future. I'm in uncharted yeah. territory. My state of being is in a new place, yeah. and then what happened Ron? This is crazy. Something from my past, like it had to do with a person or something, happened five minutes later, and that feeling was gone mm. of being in uncharted territory. and yeah. that's like that's that idea of karma of past actions coming in, and now you go, "Nope, God let's burn, let's deal with this thing." That's happened a bunch over the last, I think it's been about five years since then where your past will come in, you'll get these feelings, I had gotten these feelings, maybe this is just me, that I'm in my future, I'm in uncharted territory. Now I get that feeling a couple, few times a week, mm. that of uncharted territory, depending on how I'm treating myself. Yeah. And, yeah. But what often happens is some, usually for me, an interpersonal situation or financial situation or an injury brings me right back into the past and I gotta learn that lesson over and create again. So that starting over process does happen, and I know process, that I'm speaking to things I don't quite have the words for, but there's something there that has been one, one of the most magical experiences of my life is that feeling of being in uncharted territory in my state of being. But what happens, and it and it often lies just beyond the things that I'm doing the things I don't want to do, but it also lies beyond other things, taking care of myself to an extent, mm-hmm. level of consistency that I don't want to do, things like that. Yeah,
0: yeah. There's a lot to this. I mean, it it almost warrants it's <clears throat> like a series of conversations around. We could this. do
1: a whole podcast on this weekly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, we could. It probably wouldn't be a bad idea to have like at least a monthly or bi monthly installment of of essentially how to take care of yourself and to get things done in your life that you that would really change your life.
1: Yeah, I mean, we, we we let's do another one one time on the integration list, which is the gamifying things. And yeah, this other, it's a whole other list that I do. I'm a list maker, you know. If you're not a list maker, maybe you can bring a little bit of this into your life, yeah. you know, because it's like Warren Buffett says, you know, you want to be rich, take the ten things in your life that you want to do most, put them all on the list, find yeah. out on. Yeah. Right. what
0: those
1: are. Yeah, that's right. And then he says. Now take the one of those, this is the nuance. This is Warren Buffett's version of this. And I'm not a huge Warren Buffett fan. I'm just saying, I just happened to see him talk about this. Mm-hmm. And he says, take all those 10 and take the one that you know would move your life forward the most, just as you and your six,
0: just mm-hmm. you know,
1: his version of your version of my version. And then he goes, take that and put it at the top of another clean piece of paper and do 10 tasks that all get that thing moving forward. And mm-hmm. then fucking smash that list. Yeah.
0: there's a there's a there's a a thousand ways to skin a cat odds are you need to find you the listener needs to find the way that fits you the best and odds are you also need extra help in your life Daniel and I have each other it's a great gift to have a good friend who who I get to talk about this with on a regular basis fine-tune what we're doing and and actually take action together and I want to point out a couple other resources And one resource is a tool that I've been using consistently since we had on Dr. Donald, uh, uh, Robert Glover, I'm sorry, Dr. Robert Glover. Um, When you asked him an interesting question, I can't remember that episode number, but you asked him, you know, if somebody really wants to change their life, I'm paraphrasing what you guys said to each other. If someone really wants to change their life, what do they need to do? And he goes, oh, easy, like go find a 12-step program. There's a 12-step program for everything. And in that moment, I knew I needed to go back and, and join a 12-step program. I use 12-step to to get sober. I still participate in that uh 12-step program for sobriety pretty regularly now. And it's very helpful. It really is helpful. But the program that I'm talking about that I think fits what we're talking about perfectly is a, a 12-step program called Under Earners Anonymous. And and what it is is a 12-step program for people who don't feel like they're reaching their full capacity. And and don't don't uh, confuse earning for, for either too high or too low of earning. My point is, is if you don't feel like you're hitting your capacity or living in what you feel like you are capable of doing, you're afraid of being seen, you uh, can't get things done on your own, you might be a good candidate to go at least go check it out go you know under earnersknobs.org and read the symptoms, read the tools and just see if that might be something for you to use. I have been going to meetings really regularly. I have a sponsor in that world. I connect with other people and it has profoundly changed my life in the last six months. By the way, I still use a coach. <laughs> I still coach men. like there are other tools that I use in conjunction with this, but this in particular has really helped me, to think differently to see life in a little bit different way in order for me to take action it's a program of action versus a program of abstinence that has really helped me Do i think for me this was like unclogging the fuel system in my car like like i had the fuel i had i knew where i wanted to go everything worked but i just had some junk in my thoughts that was like getting in the way and this is unclog those and and by the way and i need to like continue to check back in and go for it so Want to give those guys a plug um, oh that's
1: been huge too seeing you go through that because you've shared a lot of the symptoms i ended up looking up the symptoms and the conversation about under earning you know which which under earning can be under you know and under timing yeah.
0: under being is another Under-being way to describe it, it. You
1: know? yeah and but the symptoms are are were so cool to learn about because it was like oh my god if i fucking do that you know and then yeah it's a thing. And you can notice now that it's a thing with words attached to it, you can recognize it and go, oh, I'm doing that thing right now. Don't do that thing. You know, and so many of the under earning uh, symptoms have been the same symptoms that keep me from doing things. And they keep I think people doing from doing things on lists, you know, vague, right? That's a huge one. Yeah, Um, putting things off in general, you know, and but there's, there's some nuanced ones that we we could do an episode on that too. Um, But I'm glad you brought that up because your work in that has helped me, has been one of the top 10 most significant things in the last couple of years, yeah. just because it puts words to this. You are not, you don't have enough time. You don't have enough capacity. You don't have enough health. You don't have enough money. You are under earning in these areas because of, and, and these things that you're doing, are these things popping up in your life? Oh my God, they all are. you don't need to go to under earning you know not everyone needs to go to um become an under earning anonymous person yeah enter that program officially to look up the list of the thing of the symptoms and then start to recognize them in your own life
0: yeah yeah i know we could spend hours talking about that and i want to but but uh we've come up on our time daniel thanks for thanks for doing this i think um i love doing episodes with just you and I. i love our guests very much but i but like
1: people were requesting it too so it was good that yeah. we got to um, stretch um, but but share, to you again i want to share this uh it's um that brain and and the dude with the brain mm-hmm. uh, cartoon outside of his body and then they they are two characters that interact it's called digitally baffled
0: oh nice seriously for recommend that, yeah. that. okay Digitally they're, baffled. Hilarious.
1: they're simple and they're really um wise
0: let's get them on the podcast let's get him and the brain
1: <laughs> That would be amazing (laughs) yeah that was a good conversation though i know it's a little bit all over the place it's easy to do there's a lot too it's when it's the tip of an iceberg and you start digging down into the rest of it it's like oh my god we could just keep talking. this is so powerful i hope people can grab
0: yeah you gotta start somewhere and if you're listening today like maybe go write some some things down from this this episode that that are helpful to you and if there was something really helpful you had some kind of insight that was like damn guys thank you for that we'd love to hear from you Or if you just have questions of fine tuning we'd love to hear for you
1: dude i've had people do that people that i did not think were really capable of this because (laughs) i'm serious i'm sorry to be so frank but like you can type you can read (laughs) (laughs) what i mean more is like they're so like they're so like in the ether you know they're so like right brain you know just just creative and they don't really want to manage their time and making a list would be so antithetical to their jam. Uh And then, you know, in my head, that's what I think of. Yeah. Several people have done this and then they're like, Hey, by the way, I heard that crush it thing you do. And I tried it. I tried my version and I made, and I was like, Oh my God, like I was wrong about this version. That's cool.
0: That's cool. Congrats to whoever is out there. Who's already implemented this and has found some traction in their life. All right, brother. Love you very much. Glad to have you in my life. Thanks for doing this with me. Another great episode. See you later.